give a fuck. Are you sure? I just don't give a fuck. Presenting the art of not giving a fuck with Derek Don. The final piece of Garrett and Ben's conversation. So, uh, well, why don't we, before we're done, I wanted to get in just some nuts and bolts, if we do just a couple lists here, that just off the top of our heads, whatever comes up is fine. But let's say if a guy listening to this, he's thinking, yeah, I, I do want to be this guy. I want to I start a business. I have ideas. I have some pretty good ideas. I know people who want to pay for those ideas. Uh, but what, what, what does a guy do? What does a guy really do? What are the nuts and bolts? Like, what is the bare minimum someone listening to this would have to, to do to, say, start seeing some results in a week or two? Even if those well, results are failures, you know? Yeah, no, that's fine. Well, where it comes down to, the, the founding father of internet marketing, Ken McCarthy, I, I call him the founding father because he, he's kind of the reason we're all selling online in a lot of ways. He was there in the beginning when uh, you could fit like four people around a table who thought you could even sell online and everyone thought they were the village idiots of Silicon Valley. And he was one of them. <laughs> and like, he was, he's broken it down to the most, he's like, it's never changed. He was just at this uh, Titans of Direct Response seminar that, last year, which was like all the old school guys in one room, it'll never happen again. Really big event. And uh, he said, you know, it's never changed, it's never gonna change. It all comes down to traffic plus conversion equals success. So you just have to get traffic and you have to know how to convert that traffic. Assuming we're talking about an online business here. Um, yeah, that's well, I think it. those work, those work for for offline businesses too. I mean, if you, yeah, if you even if you you're uh, giving massages, you have to go talk to people or somehow find out where the people that want those are. Yeah, it's something in front of them, even if it's just a conversation. Yeah. Okay. So you're. I mean, yeah. So traffic. You could say leads plus conversion. Sure. That way, it's offline. So that's it. You you break it down to the most simple components. Okay. So what do I do to get leads? And what do I do to convert those leads? And if you just keep those two goals in mind, you're not going to get sidetracked. Like we talk about funnels and all this. You don't need all that right away, right? Like mm -hmm. don't complicate it for yourself. <laughs> like you'll get to that stuff. You know, you'll, and you'll know when you're ready, like when you need to do that. Like you're teaching your girl right now. You didn't like start off by telling her how to put a multi-stage funnel in before she learned how to like write an ad, I'm assuming. You know? No, exactly. Like, no, not at all. <laughs> so, so keep it simple, like right? Just keep it as simple as possible. It could be as simple as starting a free blog and putting an email sign-up form on there using something like Aweber or whoever you want to use and you know, get, take, writing a daily email about whatever it is, putting those emails also on a, like the bigger article directories. You'll get some traffic coming in that way. And then just having something to sell to them. And, you know, think of an offer. Put, what, what is it they want? You know, it has to be, just think of what, this is like 80% of the battle is like, what do they want? If you have a good offer, you don't have to get too caught up in all the copywriting and stuff. Like, do you, what is it, whatever it is you're selling, I mean, the more urgent the problem, the easier it is going to be to sell. But that's it. And you get your leads from people who already want what you have. You don't want to have to educate anyone. And I, I give an example of this. A lot of people will try to sell aspirin to someone as a preventative measure, right? But until they have a headache, they're not going to buy your aspirin. So you want to think in those terms, like what is it, what problem do they have that they need solving? How can you solve it? And now tell them, tell them you have a solution. It, it's as simple as that. If you, if you do it right, you're going to get sales. You're going to get people buying from you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the best things to do is, is even to become aware of what you want 
So walk around a shopping mall or, or a shopping area and see what, or look through the ads on Facebook or whatever it is. Just sit and flip through them and see what actually attracts your attention, what gets you going, what gets you excited. That's an, one place to start uh, learning at least. And another thing is, is once you figure out all the stuff you like doing, that would be a win just for you to do anyway. And then line that up with desires you can actually identify out in the world, whether, wherever you, you know, and you get better and better at that. But, but even just talking to your friends and finding, looking around, what the hell do people actually buy? And yeah, that's, that's the key right there. What are people already buying, which is really the, the first step now that I think about it. I mean, I'm, I guess we're assuming they don't even have a product right now. Okay, look at what people are buying. Like they're already spending money to buy it, you know. Don't you know? I think it is a lot of people get into business and they're worried about competition. But competition is a good thing. It means there's people buying exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and there are hyper buyers who will buy from all of you. So don't worry about it. That's the thing. Yeah. There's so, so many billions of people. There's plenty. There's just plenty. There's never. It's never going to be a day where there's a news article that says, "Yes, uh, online buyers have just dried up." No, I mean it's just not going to happen. You you know what market I would go into if I was just starting out and and I had to pick a market. Other than the, the picking up dog crap business, which I've talked about in the past. I love that idea. That was an awesome <laughs> one, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I would pick the pain market. Like, what is a gnawing physical pain that someone has? Arthritis or something that you, especially that you can identify with. Like, I, I had prostate problems when I was younger, which was kind of early for prostate problems. That caused the pain that made me want to create an ebook and all that, solve my own problem, and I did. So, is there a pain? You know, physical pain. Uh, th the more painful something is, the more fast and less resistance you're going to get to people buying, usually. So it could be arthritis. It could be back pain. That's a huge one. It could be anything. It could be, uh, what's that one, carpal tunnel. It could be any kind of, as long as it's a physical pain that people are just, they're always plagued with every day. They're think that means they're thinking about it all the time. And even if you don't have that pain yourself, you go find people who have that pain and you'll learn all about that, what it's like to have it. And you'll know exactly what they're looking for, what they want to buy. Um, but pain, physical pain, that's, that's, you're, you're doing yourself a service and you're doing people with pain a service if you sell a product that's going to help them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, an example that comes to mind uh, uh, over the last couple of years, uh, my girlfriend and I were also studying, um, some I've been studying for years, but hypnosis and that, uh, hypnotherapy and uses in all different uh, parts of life. Uh, but one of the things they talked about in some of the training was that uh, that as a hypnotherapist, if you go out and talk to just a few doctors and even specific doctors, that you'll end up talking to one where you say, okay, listen, you know, I've got this uh, hypnotherapy thing and I can actually help your clients uh, diminish their pain and increase their healing response. Here's some proof, here's some articles, whatever it is. And then once you help a couple of that doctor's patients, you just open the door to potentially hundreds of clients that are going to come to you based on that one guy's authority. Oh, that absolutely. doctor will say, hey, you know, he helped... Uh, th this woman actually yeah, helped uh, 10 of my clients uh, stop dealing with arthritis pain every day and now they play this fun game in their mind and it, it disappears. And uh, so yeah, if you want to be sent to her, here's her card. Well, fuck man, every one of those people is going to be stoked about that recommendation. And now you got a foot in the door and someone else who has a huge amount of authority is recommending you. So there's some shortcuts too for anyone listening. Maybe you can translate that into your own, uh, what you're capable of. But there might be people that already have a huge audience uh, that you can tap into that way. Yeah, there's other people who have lists of people who have the pain you look you solve, and they want to sell your they'll sell your stuff for half fifty percent or whatever you make whatever deal you make as an affiliate. That's the fastest way to do it, probably. 
So one of the biggest things here, I think, for most guys is actually just taking action, getting started. And so I guess that leads us to the, the other thing I wanted to cover to go a little deeper into was we can just make a little list of what, are, what is the mental environment? What is the inner environment that's necessary to, to, for dating and for business? I mean, what are, what are the steps? Because we know that not only you and I, there's a million podcasts out there that will give you a formula for starting a business, and probably a, a bunch of them would work if you actually put them into play. And if they didn't work, you'd see why they didn't and learn anyway. But, uh, but the biggest issue, I think, is people don't have an inner environment that makes this stuff possible. Like I said, being able to take your ball and leave, being able to go home and spend time by yourself and feel good about it. Well, one thing, and I mentioned this, I, I call it selfishness, but I'll, I'll word it differently. When you go, when you get on a plane to go somewhere, they'll always tell you if oxygen pressure gets all screwed up in the cabin, the oxygen mask will come out, and you're supposed to put your own mask on before assisting others. And that's how it should be in all of life. You can't, you're no good to anyone else if you're not taking care of yourself first. It's just a fact. I know people don't want to hear it. And the reason people get mad when you say things like this is because they want you to give them all of what you have first. People are, they're, they're selfish. So they're trying to take everything you have. And you can't let people do that to you. So you always put your own oxygen mask, on, oxygen mask on first is number one. I would say don't ever respect anyone who doesn't respect you back, which is right out of one of my favorite movies, Boys in the Hood. I thought that was always a great, like, that's true, though. It really is. It's like, yeah. Some people do not deserve your respect, and you don't have to give it to them, and you don't have to do it. You don't have to put up with people's abuse or their crap, and there's plenty of people, especially when you're just starting out, who will be happy to take advantage of you in every way they can. They'll want your time, your attention, your, your resources. Uh, in dating, it's especially like that. Girls will always, they'll, if you give them your time and attention, they will be happy to take it while they go actually date another guy. Right. And businesses do the same thing. If you try to give all your stuff away for free, like all your knowledge away for free and all your ideas away for free, it I can almost guarantee you whoever that client is, is going to go hire someone else and, because they're not valuing what you gave them because it was free. So it those things work hand in hand, actually. It's like you just got to don't don't give some don't ever. Here's what it comes down to, man. Like the Joker said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Mm -hmm. I, I can boil it all down to that. That's like if there's one lesson you can learn in business. If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Yeah, that's totally true, man. And I, I met some people even in, uh, in Ojai, California. Uh, I met some people. And that's where you'll pay, say, 100 150 for a massage there. Uh, and I knew people that were working at uh, this one spa there. And the woman was only paying people. She wouldn't make them an employee. So you didn't get any benefits, nothing like that. You, uh, you were part of this team, you know. And that included staying, come, showing up before your time to work there and showing up after to help clean up because just the team spirit was uh, apparently what you were giving that extra work for. But then she's paying people 10 to $15 to give the massage. And some of these people are, are world-class trained massage therapists, you know, people who, who went to years of training and know all these awesome things. And then they're willing to accept $10 for an hour, sure. almost two hours of work, you know. Yeah, I you know that that's sad when you say I get why people do that when they're like just starting and they have nothing and they just need cash to live on. But you can't stay yeah. like that. You gotta you can't and and you know how to one of the ways around that and this is for pretty much any business is to specialize. When you specialize, you automatically are more valuable. Like for example, take doctors. The brain surgeon will always get paid more than the general practitioner, right? Yeah. And the general practitioner will always get paid more than the nurse. 
You know, and the nurse always get paid more than the person who works pulling charts, right? So yeah. you want to specialize in something. And when you specialize, you just, you're just, people think that limits them, but it really doesn't. It actually opens up new doors for you. Yeah. And so specialize. Yeah, that was something I used to argue. Uh, an ex-girlfriend I had was a, just a world-class photographer, just outstanding. And anyone who saw, who was in one of her photos or who would uh, be a part of one of those setups was just in love with the, the work. And so I started thinking like, fuck, we should set you up with something online and, and get a bigger audience, have people flying you to their thing you know, around the world and, and make it something uh, of that caliber. And she just wouldn't, she was terrified of specializing. She just wanted to be a photographer. And I was like, well, that's, it's hard to be the world's best photographer, but you can be <laughs> the world's best, whatever. One guy I heard of was, he, he, he photographs old wine, you know, old vineyards in the built in chateaus. Oh, that's so cool. all the chateaus call him. They all know that's the guy you call. That's the guy. And it's yeah. like, a, that, it's the, that's for me reaction. It's like, why would they go after the regular photographer when they get the specialist photographer? Why would you don't even ask them the price? Yeah. Like with weddings, right? Do they just hire a photographer? They one who specializes in weddings, right? I mean, it just makes sense. And, you know, shoe companies know this. That's why they have running shoes and basketball shoes and, you know. Well, yeah, they're not worried about, oh, all these other people aren't that who don't run, we're not going to be able to sell to them. I guess we better, you know, make a shoe that's for everyone. Well, no one's going to buy that piece of crap, you know. <laughs> I mean. You could technically specialize in multiple things. You just have different websites or different lead generations that say, I specialize in XYZ. Let's say you're a photographer. You could have one ad that says you specialize in weddings. You have another one that says, I specialize in chateau. Right. <laughs> I mean, who says you have to have one specialty? You can have many. No, it just means that your presentation is going to get you more clients that pay you a higher rate. That's all it means. Yeah, and you just tailor your sales pitch to whoever you're talking to, and it's it's specialization is so big. You know, I you hear this uh, term bandied around called bright shiny objects, right? These are just things pe people <laughs> run after because it looks so cool and ninja and all that, and then they don't really do much for people. I'm a big fan of dull, unpolished objects like specialization and you know, message to market match, which is just making sure you have the right message to the right market, which is so basic, yet so few people do it, or having a good offer, or having good positioning, so that you're positioned as, you know, if, you're, if you have good positioning in your market, you don't even have to be the best. Um, you, don't, you don't have to be the best. Like, people just automatically assume Swiss bank accounts are the safest, but they're not. But they're no. positioned in the market is that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, cereals, this is the, I mean, they do it all. If you go to the grocery store, and you look in the cereal aisle, whatever's at eye level, they are paying a premium to have that position. It's yeah. not the best cereal probably or the best tasting, but people buy it. Oh, it's right there. Grab it. So it's positioning. It's getting in front of the wave and just letting it wash all over you, you know, and you don't have to chase it. Right. No, that makes sense. That reminds me of something else you said, which was uh, sell only sell to people who are 80% sold, people who are yeah. already, already mostly sold on what you have to offer. Yeah, well, why would you? Yeah, I mean, mostly like, don't. Like, I wouldn't talk to someone unless they were pretty much, they had a few questions maybe, um, especially if you're doing a service. You just, you, you can't spend time on people who are just tire kickers and are trying to get free information out of you. So unless they're 80% sold, and you'll know, you'll know they're sold if you're doing your marketing right. Why, why bother? In fact, put them through some hoops to even contact you. You know, I, I was telling my girl this, and yours might find this helpful. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, I go, because she's a freelance copywriter, I go, you want to be the bitch at the top of that mountain, not the hoe at the bottom. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You want it to be kind of hard to get to. You don't want to be the girl who just puts out. 
you want to be the girl that nobody can get to. And like it's a big deal. They had to climb the mountain to get to you. And when they get to you, they're like, man, I got to hire this girl because look at all these hoops I had to go through. She has to be good at what she does. You know, so that's something to think about, too. Yeah, well, and then in terms of pricing, too, I think um, out of the gate, well, I'm encouraging, like I said, my, my girlfriend to start at a, at a 3,000 level, and that took just some, some serious conversations and arguments even to, to <laughs> out of the realm of st- starting at like a 97 level, arguments. which, yeah, you know, I mean, but then, you know, of course, now she feels comfortable. She's feeling like, I was like, listen, your time is really limited. What do you, you know, how are we going to set, but it takes some, some new mindsets to even step into the, the role of asking somebody for a lot of money. Or what you perceive to be a lot of money. Um, it's it's very true, right? and I and I you know that that that's very true. You know, it's weird. There's a saying that just go to where you can see, and when you get there, you'll see farther. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, aiming for the top. I think aiming for the top is a good is a good thing to remember in business too. So you don't get caught up competing for for you know minimum wage jobs. Let's say oh, you have yeah. the fiercest fiercest competition, minimum wage, or, or those low end. Markets and again, unless you're like Walmart or something, I mean, you have the power and the money to to outlast all your failures. Then you're going to have to do something a little more reliable than that. Than that, sometimes, you know. That's the irony of it is that the the lower the price and all that, the more, like you said, the more competition. You make it easier on yourself by charging more and being, you know, and you know, you have to be able to back it up. Like that's yeah. part of the like like my girl, I call her my ex copywriting apprentice. I no longer <laughs> apprentice because for the dramatic reasons and all that. But I tell her that. I'm like, you know, that's just <laughs> – you You have to kind of keep up with – you know, she's really good at getting clients. She's really good at getting – like she's really good at selling to the clients. And I, I always tell her, you know, it's, it doesn't hurt that she's a hot blonde, you know, and all that. But, you know, she doesn't want to hear that. But you got to use your assets, right? So mm-hmm. I go use that to your advantage. But, but I'm like, you also have to start – you have to be – you're way behind on the knowledge part of how this – the craft. I mean, she's good. Don't get me wrong. She's still better than like a lot of people. But – like she, the, she's getting a, to a level of clients now where they're going to be expecting a lot more of her than the ones who weren't charging. She wasn't charging very much to, and so she, she knows that now. Like she's really get, she's hustling. But I'm just saying that's something to think about as well. You know, what's the saying go? You can't invade Afghanistan with a pickup truck, right? You have to, right. you have to match what you're doing or stuff. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is that the more, at least for me, this equation holds true. The 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 more people pay, the more they seem to be invested in it, literally, and more they get out of it. But then also, the more I'm invested in it, and I start becoming capable of things I wasn't, didn't appear to be capable of when I was getting paid a small amount. So someone gives yeah. me, when someone gave me 50 bucks for a session, I was happy in the beginning. And after a while, I started to feel again, like, oh man, this is a drag. And how much I, this doesn't add up. And then when I started charging more, someone pays a couple hundred or like you said, 500 for an hour, you start to become capable of different types of perception, different types of activity. You know, you, even when I was doing editing, editing people's books, when somebody finally paid me $50 or $100 a page, which was toward the end of that work, wow. it just blew my mind. It blew yeah. my mind, the sentences that came out of me. I was like, holy shit, I did. I'm like the world's best editor right here, you know, and I I spent like two hours on these two pages and just, uh, you know, delivered this amazing product that I didn't even know I was capable of. But getting paid that amount at that time in my life just blew me away. And so I realized that now by asking for more, when I go to create a a $10,000 product, which I'm working on now, a $10,000 group experience, 
I know the things I can do to make that amazing. So I'm going to mail these guys things, you know, personal stuff. And then I'm going to, you know, the things that $10,000 makes possible for me to deliver. That $100 yeah. a session doesn't. But when someone shows up and they come and get $2,000, $5,000 worth of training, I'm so fiercely aware of them. I can see how to resolve everything they've ever, you know, problems they've had that they didn't even know they had. You know, so it's... Oh, man. They must be amazing. much like, more excited clients too like that. You know, but you're dealing with people who are so into it that they're just going to be a joy. I can only imagine they're just a joy to work with. Like it's almost like, like you need like wow, I do this for free. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. do it for free, but it's like it's fun, right? I mean, it's yeah. You get excited and start taking advantage of those services. Like oh, I'm going to program that guy's birthday into this. You know, mail them a box of cool shit service or what? You know, the, at the ten thousand level, you can start to add perks that no one else does. That'll make you stand out so much to those clients, and then it'll just it just builds from there. Those guys are going to recommend you to the next guys. I mean, uh, so the so the more money flowing in, the more you value yourself. The more other people value it, just it just keeps growing from there. I think it's beautiful to live that way. Oh yeah. Hey Ben, thanks so much for coming on. We've covered tons of ground. I absolutely love having you on the show. I look forward to it again sometime. And uh, like I said, anybody listening, you guys, please leave reviews, love, hate, whatever you want. Just uh, click on the stars, leave them in there in iTunes. Make sure you're eloquent about it. That's all I care about. Don't sound like an idiot. Don't make yourself look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on. And, you know, I, if someone's interested in checking out more of what I have, I'm at, uh, well, there's my podcast at bensettleshow.com. And we talk, I talk about a lot of this stuff. I mean, practically all of this and more. I mean, it's a very, it's all the same themes and ideas. So, yeah, definitely check out bensettleshow.com. I'm an avid listener. I really enjoy it. And there's a lot of cool stuff you can apply right away, right out of the gate. And it goes well. For those of you who have worked with me doing the undoing and the art of not giving a fuck stuff, all of Ben's stuff will help you accelerate and simplify your processes, business, dating, and in life. So, uh, so again, thanks so much for coming on, Ben. I really appreciate that. You got it. Thank you, man. And not a single fuck was given that day. The fuck is this? The fuck is this? I am confused. Cow poop. Yes, I definitely stepped in cow poop. I hate nature. It is dangerous to go alone. Take this. Let me tell you why that is bullshit.